ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Janice Porter, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Today, as always, I am excited about my guest, and before I introduce her, I just want to remind my audience that if you are in a business or in a position of wanting to build relationships with your clients, please go to my website, JanicePorter.com, and download my seven-step system for building relationships as a gift from me. Uh, We are all about relationship marketing here, building relationships and and retaining those relationships with a system. And that too is what we're gonna talk about a little bit today. So my guest today is Alla Bardov. Welcome, Alla. Thank you, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, I'm very excited to speak with Alla because I think we, we actually think alike. We teach some of the same things, although her focus, Alla's focus, is much more about sales. Alla is the founder of Sell Yourself for Success. And this has come, this business of Alice has come over a 35-year career of domestic and international sales experience, financial analysis, accounting, and training. She spent 20 years with Exxon Mobile, 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 yeah, Yeah. (laughs) which spanned um, uh, from domestic marketing and refining accounting functions to international financial analysts in exploration and producing. And that's a mouthful in itself. Um, and I, I'm very curious and hang on to this thought, Al, I want to ask you right away is um, from finance to sales, it's like, wow, they're two different sides of the coin, right? Yes. So, um, tell me that and tell me about that. And then I'm going to go into the rest of your career. Um, so how does one get yes. to from sales, yes. from um, accounting, yes. corporate accounting and finance to sales? And the journey really started back even before then, uh, from high school to college. I had, when I immigrated to this country, I didn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. And so what I have learned from having these little part-time jobs that connecting with people was difficult. When you don't speak the language, it's difficult. And so through these part-time sales jobs, what I have learned is through sales, I had a reason to connect. There was, I didn't have to have, a, there was a reason to connect. And if you're just being yourself, you've been authentic, they broke all the barriers. So in college, I studied accounting because I was good with numbers. I was told this is what you should study. And I just happened to come across door-to-door sales, selling vacuum cleaners. And that fueled my passion. I loved continue selling. And, you know, it didn't come without struggles. You can only imagine the family and the friends, you know, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Uh, why are you doing this? You, you're still, you barely can speak English. And here you are going into sales. But sales fed my soul. Because while accounting was more about the numbers, sales was about building relationships. And it helped me overcome this, the language barrier. And so what I have learned And during those times, while I was in college and doing sale door-to-door vacuum cleaners, that's when I developed my sales system, which 
made me, I was actually number one in a country in a college program selling vacuum door, door to door vacuum it. cleaners while being studying. And so when I graduated, I went into corporate accounting and finance. And what I have learned that the skills that I have learned doing door to door sales that helped me be successful are the same skills that helped me succeed in the corporate world. And I have, so when you can say, well, you're not really selling, but you are, we are selling ourselves every day, every moment of the day, we are selling ourselves, hence uh, the name of the company, Sell Yourself for Success. And I love training, I love sales, and when I left the corporate world, I, I got involved with direct sales and I became an entrepreneur, and the love for sales, the training that came, uh, really came from uh, also corporate world. I, um, I was doing some training. Um, and so the passion for sales, the love of training, and the desire to help people out there succeed, people who sell every day. So I'm taking my system that I have discovered over 30 years, that I have applied for 30 years, and I'm taking it, and I'm bringing it to the world, and I am excited to do that. That's, that's beautiful. So I'm just going to finish my, um, your, your bio a little bit because you've taken me from the corporate world and how you started. And I know, I know that story about your vacuum cleaner sales and I love it. I think, um, they prob the people you knocked on their doors, they probably loved the accent or something. And the fact that you didn't speak English properly, it's probably what got you in the door as a young, um, attractive young woman in college too, I'm sure. Well, you know, it was the ability, really the ability to sell yourself. It's the mm -hmm. smile. It's, yes. um, you know, my system, I have a four P system and the first P is presence. Yes. Uh, people before you can sell products and services, people buy you. Yes. And so what is it? You only have seconds to connect with people. So what is it that you do? How do you connect with people? Yes. And if you don't have that confidence, and now, now there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, because you know, a lot of salespeople will tell yeah. you, you know, oh, we're so confident, but it's really the arrogance piece. But it's this, it's, it's the presence and the confidence is really what will help you make that initial connection and absolutely will open the doors for people to even hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. That's really good, good information. So I know that you, um, uh, were involved with direct sales for 10 years, maybe something uh, like seven, that. Seven, seven years. years. Okay. Seven years, and we're yes. one of the top sales reps for new customer acquisition in, um, in a company, uh, uh, a beauty and skincare company, yes, right? And, uh, yes. Yeah. And um, I'm imagining, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that when you built your customers uh, base in that company, that you um, did training as well. Uh, uh, did, I did some of the training. Okay. I, did some of, I, did, I did some of the training, uh, but it was during that time that I really put my system to test. Okay. Um, so you have the system. I have the system that I've developed it. I practiced it. And now I'm back going, uh, doing day-to-day -day sales. And so what is it that, that attracts you to people? Um, you know, there's a lot of it. And that's where I really practice my system that's based on the four Ps. The first is presence. And then it's product, people, and persuasion. So if you travel through the system mm -hmm. and it just shows, you know, proofs, it's just, it's a proof that it works. If you do the things, you remove yourself as a person, you focus on people. And you know, when you say you focus on people, it's really what is important to the person that you're talking to and not what's important to you. You know, we're all out there trying to sell a product and we're so focused, but we really focus on people. Okay, stop for a second. What was the first one again? 
Uh, the first one is presence. Presence. The first right. P is presence. Presence. Product. And then the second P is people. People. It's people. Uh, that's the second P of my system, of yeah. my four P success system, and it's people. And it's really focusing on people, uh, on their on their needs, on their wants. And then the third P is product, you know, and it's really knowing your product. And it's not just knowing your product, but we're so focused on a product that we're not really as much concerned or a lot of people are not. How does your product solve somebody's problems? And that's really big. Sometimes we will take people's problems or people's issues or whatever they're trying to solve or we're trying to get our product fit into their, right. um, into their needs. But it's really the other way around. So it's how does your product will how does your product solve somebody's problems and then the last piece is really persuasion and you right. know when i think of persuasion yes we all want to make that sales that sale but persuasion is really your ability to influence someone into action and you know what is what is that action is it you want to get somebody on a call to a meeting to say a yes to you uh, you know, follow up is part of the persuasion. And then of course, asking for the sale, but a lot of times people just don't ask for the sale. They don't feel comfortable. They don't know how there's so many different reasons. They're afraid of the word. No. So that is my four P system. And it's, it's brilliant. So presence, uh, people, product and persuasion. So let's start at the beginning because, um, presence, confidence, and so on comes from, um, I, and tell me what you think, but I think that the presence comes from two, two things really. One that I tell, that I teach people is one is to, uh, really believe in what it is you're selling, what, whatever it is that you have to offer, whether it's, um, a course or it's a product in itself, whatever, that's a product anyway. Um, and two, to detach from the outcome, because if you get rid of that, then you can be authentic about just being confident in who you are. What's your take uh, on that? Uh, th that is very true. You have to, you have, confidence is part of those things. You have to be confident in what you're selling. And that is, you always remove yourself from the outcome. I mean, you, you, ha you absolutely have to. You know, one of the things, if you said, you know, um, in sales, it's never about you. That's what I say, you know, don't worry about the sale. The sale will come. Just go through the process, enjoy the journey. But also confidence to me, you have to be confident enough to get up and speak to people. You have to be confident enough to go and talk to people, to introduce yourself. Um, so it starts even way before loving your product or knowing about your product. It's really there are things that you can do daily to improve your confidence and then things that will take you years and a lot of times, you know, how do you become that one person in the room when you walk in and people are attracted to you? How do you project that positive energy that, that attracts people? People want to come talk to you. They don't even know what it is that you do. And so a lot of times people think that confidence is something that you're born with, mm -hmm. or you have to look a certain way, you have to dress a certain way. But if people will just embrace the fact that confidence can be practiced and mastered just like any other skills, and once you gain that confidence, everything else will change. So people will look at you different. People will be more open, open in talking to you. So whether it's you know, doing small things on daily basis that can make you confident, but the first thing it's realizing, hey, you know what? I do lack confidence. So you accept it. You, you, you embrace the fact that 
I can improve, you know, just like losing weight and going to the gym. First, you said, you know, I'm going to do this. And then what are the action steps? What do you need to do on daily basis to stay positive um, and to gain that confidence? So that's kind of where I take a lot of my training um, does pertain a lot of on this first P, probably about 30% of the training, we talk about confidence. And it doesn't matter if I'm in a room full of women. Um, I've done training for a bunch of commercial roofer, roofers, and <laughs> they were all men. And interestingly enough, as we went through the whole system, and I said, what was the biggest takeaway? And they said, the biggest thing is the presence. If we can just increase presence, everything else will go for the better. That's so, so that's, true. Oh, that's, that's really good. I just, I'm still, as you're talking, I'm thinking, how do you teach someone to be more confident? You I, know, it's okay. So let's just take, um, let's just take one thing. For example, um, you know, uh, let's talk about compliments. You know, people go out and you, you receive compliments and you think so great, you know, giving somebody a compliment can make your day. I mean, it fun. can brighten somebody's day. It could put a smile on your face. But what people don't realize is, is that giving compliments, just something small like that or saying something positive over time will build your own confidence. True. Um, yeah. So if somebody is just, you know, and, but they, of course, they have to be genuine. Um, confidence course. have to be genuine. They have to come from the heart. But if you do something like this every day, um, see what happens to you. You know, mark your calendar, pull your calendar and say, I'm going to compliment somebody for 30 days. See what it's going to do for you. It, it's going to make you a bigger person. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to start building these little confidence blocks. So there's like 10, 12, 13 things you can do on mm. daily and weekly, monthly basis um, while you think you're actually improving somebody else's life or making it better. You're doing you're it for actually, yourself. You're doing it for, you're doing it for yourself. Yes, Love absolutely. It. You're doing it for yourself. So that's just one of, the, one of the many examples. Okay, so let's um, transition a little bit into... Um, what you and I both do in, in our training, which is teaching people how to build relationships with people. And um, I think that um, number two is people for you in your four uh, step process. And one of the things I noticed that you do some um, workshops, you love to do workshops and some of your workshop um, material is around uh, the, um, elevator pitch how yes. to um, yes. have a conversation with people and and how to um you know build rapport and uh lit and for me it's all about asking questions and listening what would you say um that you find the most uh uh, the, the best tip, let's say, for when you're teaching people how to do these things, what do you teach around that? Um, so I do have a, I had to have a workshop and a course and it's called beyond elevator pitches, how okay. to introduce yourself in style. Okay. You know, and there's a lot of, um, talk out there, you know, um, elevator pitches are outdated, pitches are outdated. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you call it. You know, you can call it a pitch, a commercial, a soundbite. Depends on which group you're sure. you're in. But the interesting thing is, the top business schools in a the country they teach elevator pitch. They actually call it elevator. Did you know that? No, um, still. Oh, oh, absolutely. My daughter just graduated from UT. Um, got her master's degree, and what did they teach? I think it was called elevator introduction. My 15-year-old just went to a leadership conference. And the first thing he comes home and said, mom, guess what? And I said, what? He said, the first workshop was elevator pitch. Um, 
So Dale Carnegie, he has a little piece on elevators. So is it important? It is absolutely important. Do you have to pitch it? You don't have to pitch it. You know, you're just really introducing yourself in style. Mm-hmm. But the way you do it, you know, if you have a script, you don't have to follow the script. But if you have a recipe, you will know what to say to attract people. Because if you know what to say, what you're doing is you're removing yourself. Because a lot of times when people talk about introducing themselves, you know, you're actually what you're doing is you're answering one of the most often asked questions in America. What do you do? What do you do? Yet it is the most difficult question to answer because people stumble. Do they talk about themselves? Do they talk about their family? Do they talk about their background? You know, I came from 30 years of corporate and now I'm doing this. So what is it that you say? So there's really and truly a formula. So when people come to my workshops, they said, give me the formula, give me the formula. And that's all they want. And I said, no, no, no. You have to do a lot of research. So you, you have to spend time researching what is it that you do what makes you different how do you stand out so when you get up you know not what you do I am I am a sales trainer Um, you know what makes me different as a sales trainer or as a sales educator compared to other trainers and so every word I say so when I this morning I go to a networking event every Thursday morning so when I talk you know if I share my story so my story has to improve improves it has to connect to people because we're all in relationship building and then how will my because of my story you want to do business with me right so it's not just so when somebody gets up and says you know oh after 30 years i moved here to kansas what does it do for the people in the room nothing right i've been 30 years in corporate what does it do for people it doesn't do anything for people in the room so every word you say and it's not that you don't want to know people right of course i want to know about your family i want to know about your kids your career but not when you have one minute, 30 seconds, you have a minute and a half, because that's what's going to attract people. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I told you, oh, you know, I was the top person in the country selling vacuum cleaners, what does it do for you? Really nothing. But if I tell you that's when I developed my proven system, and that's what helped me be one of the top people here and here and here, now you're, you're wanting to learn. So everything you say in your introduction, has it has to once somebody listening wants to know more right so when people say script or no script it's the same same if i told you okay janice you are gonna go bake the best banana bread recipe right and you have 30 seconds to pull every ingredient right but it has to be the best banana bread how effective will you be without a recipe Right. Right. Versus handing you the recipe. So it's the same with the script. You don't have to follow. It doesn't have to be in any certain order. But if you know what to say, so everything that you say has to relate somehow to your business and how it will improve or help somebody listening who wants to do business with you. So that's really. And so we, when I teach it, we go through what makes you different. What is your value proposition? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, my product, I sell skincare. Well, everybody has skin. So right. we go really deeply into who is your ideal client, who is your target market. Because while when you get up and you do a one, one minute commercial, you don't really need to know your ideal client. Of course, you just need to know your target market. But if you fully understand your, your client, your ideal client, you can really serve them a whole lot better. So true. So um, I find that uh, when I'm doing uh, LinkedIn training with people and the part of the training that I do that has to do with um, 
building relationship or starting relationships by reaching out and, and uh, connecting with people and starting a conversation. There's like this barrier for people. They don't know what to say. And I say, it's the same thing when you go to a networking event, Yes. right? Yes. It's exactly yes. the same. Yes. You're, you, so it's funny because I had coffee with a friend of mine yesterday who um, listens to my podcast and we talked about um, elevators. Uh, pitches and so on. And he said, I'm doing a new one at my networking event. And he handed me his phone and he said, here's what I'm saying right now. What do you think? And I saw this long paragraph full of information and I started reading it and I handed him back his phone and I said, it's boring. I, 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 you know, he knew that I was in love. I was telling him this because he asked me, but I said, it's too much information. And it doesn't tell me anything about what's in it for me. Right. 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 So right. I said to him, um, just put it in context that people know what you can do to help them and leave them wanting more. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So and what makes you different? Yep. Yeah. And what makes and you what, different? Yeah. Why are you, yeah. what's unique about exactly. what you do and, um, and, and, what can you, you know, come to me after and ask me more because you want to leave them with a curiosity factor, which is absolutely. Great. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing about um, the elevator pitches or introductions. All you're not trying to sell anything on the spot. All you're doing is introducing yourself. You're introducing your business and you're leaving someone wanting to know more. I mean, that's all you're doing. Yes. So if you, and, and I tell people, you know, go out and practice, practice on your friends, mm -hmm. uh, practice on your family. When you're done, do they want to know more or practice on someone who doesn't, who's never met you and right. tell them. And a lot of times, you know, people get up and they say what they do and you don't really, really know. You don't even understand what it is that they do just right. because, you know, we know so well what we do. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that is, that is absolutely what you're just saying is absolutely correct. You know, you get up and you want to, you know, you want to solve somebody's pain points. Right. And, exactly. You know, a lot of times people get up and they said, I solve people's pain points. Well, that's good, you know, but yeah, what yeah. are they? Yeah. Give me a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Give me a little bit more. Um, yes. So we talked about presence. We've talked about people. We know about knowing your product. I mean, that's, I think, is a given, but putting it into context of um, what people need. And so I think what comes in there is probably, I'm guessing, but I'm going to ask you, is it about questioning techniques? Absolutely. One of my, yeah, it's part of it. It's a big part of it. Sure. It's um, how do you ask the right questions yeah. to get the right answer? Because otherwise you can't solve somebody's problems. Right. And so if you are, if you're out there and you don't know what questions to ask, then how will you solve the puzzle? You know, to me, exactly. sales is all about solving, solving the puzzles and shedding the light on something that somebody is not seeing. Right. And if you don't know how to ask the right questions, you're not going to get the right answer, you know, and, um, this picture, you know, very, very visual and I, there's this picture, somebody comes in and I think it's, it's, you know, it's not, um, it's something that you can find on internet, but there's somebody comes and they want a swing. And so there's a picture of, there's like six or seven different pictures, what the end product look like. <clears throat> and, you know, as, as, as delivered by project manager, as delivered by this ah. person, by this person, by this person, and there's all these different pictures. And at the end of the day, all the person wanted was a tire hanging from the tree and they yeah. called it a swing. So if you don't ask 
the right questions, if you don't ask a lot of questions, how can you solve somebody's problem? And I think that happens so often in business. And so, yes, we go into solving the problem. You know, what is the equation? What is the equation for, for a successful sales transaction? Right. And, um, you know, a lot of times as far as also on product, if you look at the statistics, only like 13% of customers really feel that they're understood and which is, you know, a very, very low number. And it's not one specific industry. It's literally across the board. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when a lot of times when people say, when you say, you know, well, what is it that you do? Well, I have this product, you know, and they'll talk about the product. They talk about their company or they talk about the success of their company. But at the end of the day, the person on the other end, they really don't care about your product or the success of your company. You know, my company hit a billion dollars in two months. All they want to know is how will your product or the success of your company solve their problems. And if we keep that focus in mind, then we could really go out there and we could really be a whole lot more successful and take that negativity out of being a salesperson. You know, take take it to the next level. And of course, today, all of these things that we're talking about have shifted the way sales are. You know, we both listened to... um, Uh, I think it was Larry Levine selling from the heart uh, at a recent conference that we were at. And, um, and it's not transactional sales anymore. It's relationships. It's about relationships. So coming back to the last piece persuasion um, after you've asked all the right questions and you've built rapport with your prospect and you have done your homework and you have presented with confidence, you have to ask for the sale. Well, you have absolutely have to ask for the sale, but even before the sale, because that's part of the persuasion, is the follow-up. Janice, it's the follow-up. Uh, people just don't follow up. I know. And as you know, as you, if you look at statistics, you know, after I think um, people stop, only 44% of people follow up one time and then they stop. And 90% of people stop after the fourth follow-up yet over 80 percent of sales occur after the fifth follow-up exactly so how can you so if you look you only have 10 percent of people that are making 80 percent of sales so how do you get in there and the reason people don't follow up is they don't know what what to say when to follow up um and they really don't want to annoy people besides that they don't want to hear the word no so really that's that's a really big part of that persuasion is I teach how to follow up and it doesn't you know from what I've seen it doesn't matter how long you've been in in sales you can be in sales 20 30 years or you just started follow up is some is something that everybody can improve on and if you give and that's what I think if you give people the roadmap and people know I meet I met you today and I need to follow up on this day this day this day this day I know what I need to say I give them the tools what they need to say to where they're not checking in or touching base because that's what we as salespeople you know it's so easy I'm just touching base and checking in but when you do that who is the focus on the right. focus is on you you're not providing value so if you're not providing value what's the reason of your follow-up just oh that's a really personal so what would you say um, you always deliver value. You know, you bring, you, you want to, you can bring in some statistics. You can bring maybe an overlooked fact how the, your product can solve somebody's problem. Maybe you have run across um, something else. That you um, want to share just, with them at You want to share with them, okay. exactly. And the goal is to stay top of mind. I mean, that's, that's all you want to do. And what I also teach, you know, it's all in your mindset. If you think you're bothering people, then you're yeah. bothering people. But what I think is, 
you know, the reason I'm following up with you is you made my VIP list. I am spending my time, my effort to reach out and, and follow up with you, just like, you know, you have the American Airlines VIP and Advantage and all the other, um, everybody wants to be in a VIP club. So if you change your mindset and you said, these are my VIP, this is my Love VIP that. club. Yeah. And I'm reaching out to them because they're important. And what I deliver to them is important information. And so, you know, one of the ways to deliver is, you know, you have send out cards. Oh my yeah. gosh. You know, it's a bill. It's all about building relationships. Yeah. You know, we can send email, we can send texts, there's videos. There's so many ways that you can follow up because people think, oh my gosh, you know, I just send an email. What else do I do? Yeah. There's so many ways you can follow up and stay in touch and say, I'm top of mind, top of mind. And so follow up. Yes. So we, we go from follow up when we talk about how to overcome objections as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then we go into asking for the sale. Um, you know, as but, but what happens too in, in, you know, in the first uh, go round, that's when you realize that when you ask for the sale, if they're not ready and there are the objections or there's, or it's just a time, well, it's never just a timing thing, but whatever it's, it's time or money usually are the major objections correct but it's it's knowing that you then i think um uh pinpoint the follow-up and then when you do that always do what you say you're going to do yeah absolutely right? absolutely you know follow-up if you look at the sales process follow-up is the most time consuming yeah. and the most difficult part of the entire sales like if you look at the sales funnel mm -hmm. you know you have the awareness stage the discovery yeah. stage and in, you can't move from stage to stage of your, um, of your sales funnel. That's how you move through the follow-up process. Right. So, and if you don't have follow-up, you can't take somebody from awareness stage all the way down to the sales stage. So that's why follow-up is so important. And if you don't follow up, it's difficult to make, to make a sale. And, you know, I was just thinking that sometimes on my calendar, I will have, um, uh, follow up with this person today, but it's not set in stone meeting. He's just said, or she's just said, get back to me in a couple of weeks and we'll look mm -hmm. at it again. And I've tried to pinpoint them or I've done it before, but this time I'm just going to let it go. So then when it comes on my calendar, I slide over it because I'm not sure I want to do it that day yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what happens if I don't have a proper meeting with somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to schedule it. And um, I tell people, you know, when you meet somebody, map it out for 12 months, map it out okay. for 12 months when you're going to follow up and it's okay. You know, and I said, just embrace the fact that follow up is, it's not easy. It's difficult. You're going to have, it's frustrating. You will get frustrated. You won't know what to do. You will hear crickets and that's okay. Just embrace the fact and just do it. Just continue doing it because when the person is ready, they will, they will respond. You will be top of mind and you will succeed. And, you know, another thing we talked about um, asking for the sale. A lot of times you have to ask for the sale because people don't like making decisions. Mm -hmm. And I have observed it. And even if you sold yourself, you sold the product, they're ready to buy. They just don't want to make the decision. And sometimes all it... it takes is you asking for it you know, are you ready are you ready are you yeah. ready to move on to move this. forward yeah. it's so easy yeah. and so that's um you know that's like like wayne gretzky said you're gonna miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take right yeah. and yeah. that's one of them is asking for the sale yeah lovely that's that's amazing okay i'm gonna shift for our last little bit 
because I think that you're, I, I encourage people to go to your website and have a look and I'll put it all in the show notes to have a look at your um, workshops and your uh, training that you do, because it makes so much sense having listened to it with your four parts to your training and so on. And, and it, it's really good stuff. I love it. Thank you. I know that um, a part of you, a big part of you has a big heart and that you are involved with a philanthropy um, piece through the Nancy Lieberman Charities. And I was just introduced to this and to you at a conference, Send Out Cards conference last summer. And I was so excited when I discovered and, you know, the big secret that we were at Send Out Cards going to be involved with this charity because I'm a basketball person and that's something else we have in common. And our family is basketball family. And so I'm so excited that this is where we are connected as well. And so tell me a little bit about the charity work that you do. Well, I am just, I just couldn't be more proud and excited to be partnered with this charity. Uh, Nancy Lieberman Charity is, uh, we help underserved kids. Um, locally and all throughout the United States, all throughout the country. And before we even start talking about the charity, I have, um, I have to say about Nancy, if you don't know Nancy Lieberman, uh, please go to Nancy Lieberman um, and charities.org and just follow Nancy. She is, um, she's our founder of the charity. She is a two-time Olympian. She is a silver medalist. She is a basketball Hall of Famer. She is the second woman to ever coach in the NBA with Sacramento Kings. And she is the first female to be a head coach in the men's league, big three. And I know, the amazing, list, right? the, it's amazing. I mean, she's a basketball legend and the list just goes on and on. I just brought some highlights, but we also have, she also has a charity. She's a founder of um, Nancy Lieberman charities and we do so much. Um, so we have, um, like I said, we help underserved kids all throughout the country. We have five different amazing programs. We have sent 55 high school seniors to college oh, since, wow. tw to, since 2013, which is so amazing. And we don't just hand out scholarships. We actually stay in touch with them. Um, Nancy stays in touch with them. She wants to know what's going on in their daily lives. We'll make sure that we help them you know, with job placements, internships. Love it. And we also have um, a dream a dream court initiative where we build basketball courts throughout the country. We have built 86 basketball courts and we have almost 4 million kids a year, a year on our courts. They're on our courts, utilizing our courts and they're not on the streets doing drugs or whatever the kids get in trouble. And so it helps, um, it helps with them staying physically active. It builds teamwork, confidence, self-esteem, um, and they participate in sports. So we're just so excited to have those scores and to help kids. We have also given 15,000 backpacks through our back to school, um, through our back to school program. And these backpacks are filled with, um, with school supplies for a year. So, which is incredible. And then we also have a, we have a mentorship program. We have a day at the office program and we have given, uh, 1500, um, laptops or i should say ipads mm -hmm. um to to the kids uh, so that they can be on the equal playing ground with everybody else um so it's just it's amazing what we do and we're out there literally every day um just helping someone and so it's my pleasure and my greatest joy to be able to do this alongside with sales 
It's, yeah, it's fabulous. It really is. Thank and you. It, it really struck me. I, I don't know. I think I mentioned this to you when I first met you, but one of my close friends lost her son who was a twin. He lost, she lost her son on grad nights about 12 years ago now. And he was a star basketball player at the local school. And his sister was a basketball player too, his twin sister. And uh, long story short, the, the sister and the parents um, started a foundation for him, Quinn Keast Foundation here in Vancouver. And they build basketball courts in inner city areas in Vancouver, in and around Vancouver. And I so want Jamie, the, the daughter, the, the twin, to connect somehow with Nancy, if I can make it happen, because I want Nancy to know what Jamie's doing, because it's, it's really cool. And they have a, a tournament uh, every December where kids bring basketball shoes and they, you know, send them to yeah. Um, the far off countries and stuff. But I think that Nancy would be a great role model to see Jamie put it on, on a bigger scale. Plus she's a teacher now and a coach. So it's, it's cool. And I love that Nancy's charity is, you know, female run and, and such great role modeling for, um, for our women, our young women. My daughter played basketball and, and we did everything at the, when she was in school to make sure she saw the role models that were here. So it's, it's, it's so cool. Anyway, it is that's, great. And we can, we can discuss it as well. I know we can go make, off yes. on tangents, but yeah. um, I need to wrap up and I need to tell you that this has been delightful and that you, um, I don't know. One last thing I want to ask you is what would you say? And just briefly, what do you think are the three, two or three key things for people to, to, um, really look at learning and being good at in sales today? Um, I think one thing, one thing I think to be successful in sales, you have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. I think if I just think of, you know, what can someone do if I had to give an advice, just be authentic. You know, there's so much out there. I mean, there's, there's a, very little you can, you learn, you can learn new about sales, you know? So, there's just, everything's been talked about sales. So if you, you know, and you hear this or you hear this or you hear, see a great salesperson, okay, what do you say? I want to be just like you. I want to be just like you. Don't, and I just tell people, you know, don't try to sound like others. Just go out, learn the skills and be yourself. Because if you're not yourself, if you're scripted and you go straight from script and you try to memorize it, or if you try to be like somebody else, else like, act like somebody else, I want to close a sale just like you you're not going to be successful. And um, so you want to adjust your mindset, you know, that there's only one you, there's yeah. just one you and there's one authentic you and people can feel it. And, um, and you can just go out and be the best you can, the best you. And that's why, you know, there's so many trainings out there. You can do uh, personal development, self-development, self-care, and then you can present the authentic you to the world. So, that's one thing. And then, you know, the next thing we talked about also that I think is so important, it's never about you. Right. Uh, you know, remove yourself. It doesn't matter what it is that you talk about. It's always about the person on the other line. Um, and the third thing is create value. You know, uh, this is one of my quotes and it's life is about creating value. If I'm not selling, I'm not creating value. Therefore, I am always selling. Ah. So we're all in the business of, sell, of sales. It doesn't matter if you sell a physical product, a service, or we sell our ideas. You're in corporate world. You can be successful right. if you learn how to sell. Mm -hmm. And if you deliver value through every step of the sales process, it's never about you. You're delivering value. 
keep delivering value and you can never do that too soon. Fabulous. I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Alla. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me if they go to sellyourselfforsuccess.com. And they can sell also yourself in the number four, right? Number four, either okay. one, either one will get them there. Okay. And you can all, they can also download, um, I have a free ebook that will just pop right up when they get there. And it's powerful, quick sales tips to keep their sales moving. And there's some really, really, there's really great advice uh, with the quotes. Because you give value. Thank you. You have to provide value no matter yes, what you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much Thank you. for today. Thank you, I'd like to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.